Welcome to Public Affairs. I'm Amy Collins, standing in for host Lynn Koppel. Today's show is part of a new series talking about eye conditions and diseases that affect vision, what they are, how they affect the eye, when you should get checked, and common forms of treatment. Speaking with us today is Dr. Lena Al-Dujeli from the LSU Eye Center. Dr. Dujeli received her medical degree from the LSU School of Medicine and did her residency in ophthalmology, specializing in glaucoma and anterior segment surgery. She's here to tell us about glaucoma. Welcome. Ah, thank you. So I guess the first thing is everybody probably is, what is glaucoma? So glaucoma is a group of diseases that causes irreversible damage to the uh, eye's optic nerve. The optic nerve is what brings vision into your eye, and it can result in loss of vision and blindness that's irreversible. Um, it's thought to happen when the fluid builds up in your eye, um, in the front part of your eye, and that extra fluid increases the pressure in your eye, which then leads to the optic nerve damage. So your eye makes a certain amount of fluid every day and mm -hmm. then needs to drain out a certain amount of fluid. And so in people with glaucoma, the drainage of the fluid is not working well. So you can think of it almost like um, like a pipe that's blocked up. Okay. So usually the uh, the way the damage happens and why glaucoma is a lot, a lot of times called a silent disease is it takes away your side vision first, so your peripheral vision, and then it goes slowly over years, it takes away your central vision. So by the time a lot of people notice they have glaucoma, they've already have lost completely all of their side vision and all they have left is a little bit of central vision. Oh, wow. And, yeah. So it's that's where the term tunnel vision comes from is because they have complete loss of their side peripheral vision. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's the overall what is glaucoma. Now there's different types of glaucoma. The main type that most people in America are diagnosed with is called primary open angle glaucoma. And what that glaucoma is, is it this this is the one that gra this is the most common gradual loss of vision. And what happens is, is your drainage system of your eye is normal looking, but there is a resistance to the fluid going out of it. So it's essentially that the drain isn't working as well as it should be. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an internal resistance, kind of like you're, you have a pipe that's just clogged. It's still draining, but just not as well as it should be. Um, and then this is, this is the one that's painless, and it, you don't notice you're having vision loss until it's late in the disease. Oh, wow. And this is the most common type, especially in the African-American population, most common type of glaucoma. The second type is angle closure glaucoma. And this one, you can think of it as almost like a piece of paper covering over your drain, and it goes in and out of covering over your drain. And so what happens is the color part of your eye, your iris, and it's just the anatomy you're born with, goes over your drainage system and closes it out. Mm -hmm. And it goes in and out of closure in most people. So again, you don't really notice you're going in and out of, like your drainage system is closing off until it's too late. Um, there is one type that, people will notice is called an acute angle closure glaucoma, and that is it gets completely closed off. Mm -hmm. So your pressure in your eye builds up very acutely, and this is an eye emergency. And what happens is your vision becomes suddenly blurry. You get really severe eye pain, and then you have a headache. You feel sick to your stomach, and you can even some people start throwing up. And then you kind of see rainbow colors or halos around lights. Um, when this happens, people usually end up in the emergency room, and then you have to acutely treat it. Yeah. Um, angle closure glaucoma isn't as common. It's more common um, in people that have glasses prescriptions that are plus, more plus prescriptions, and it tends to happen more in Asians and Caucasians than African Americans. Okay. Yeah. So higher strength prescriptions or... 
Yeah, but more hyperopic prescriptions is more of what it is. So your eyes are smaller. So more um, like a plus like 450 if you had a prescription like that versus some people are myopic, which is like a negative prescription in the front of their, like they'd be like a negative two versus like a positive. Does that make sense? Yeah, perfectly. Yeah. That sounds really scary too. Yeah. So um, you see acute angle and it's, it's rare to see it in an African-American. It's usually more Caucasians and Asians. Okay. Are the ones who tend to get angle closures. So being that it's a silent disease and it kind of sneaks up on you with the loss of peripheral vision, is that something that people just typically don't recognize? Yeah, no, people don't usually notice they're losing their side vision um, because a lot of times you start compensating for it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you kind of take for granted your peripheral vision. And so even when you're, it's more when you're driving, I think you you notice your peripheral vision, but what ends up happening is people just turn their heads more mm. to notice the, yeah, so it's something that people take. And then a lot of times glaucoma is asymmetric, affects one eye more than other. Okay. So a lot of times they won't notice that one eye has more vision loss than the other because they've compensated for it. Okay. So when uh, should people get checked? So screenings is, um, so there is no official recommendation for screening of glaucoma. But if you have certain risk factors that make you a higher risk of getting glaucoma, you should be screened for it. So I'll go over the risk factors of glaucoma. Great. So anyone over the age of um, 60 has a risk of developing glaucoma. Glaucoma, especially primary open angle glaucoma, is an older person's disease. So everyone over the age of 60, you you have a higher risk of developing glaucoma. African-Americans have a higher risk just in general of developing glaucoma. They have a five times higher risk than the general population of getting primary opening or glaucoma in particular. So in African-Americans, um, your risk factor of glaucoma is actually higher after you get over the age of 40. Um, and then family members with glaucoma. Glaucoma is a genetic disease. They don't are 100% sure that they know there is, they know some genes that are linkage to it, but it's not 100% clear the genetic linkage but it is a genetic disease. So if you have any family member with glaucoma, even if it's your grandfather, your aunt, anybody you know of, you're at risk of developing glaucoma. Um, and then anybody ever telling you in the past that you've had high eye pressure, that's a risk. Um, then like we talked about, if you wear glasses, so if you're hy- hyperopic or myopic, so if you're farsighted or nearsighted, you're at risk of developing glaucoma too. Um, myopics tend to develop primary open angle glaucoma and hyperopics tend to develop angle closure glaucoma. So just if you're wearing glasses, you should just make sure every year you get your eyes checked for glasses that they're looking at your nerve of your eye. And then um, if you've had any eye injury, and this is even including someone just punching you in the eye or any trauma around the face, you're at an increased risk of developing glaucoma. Um, uh, And then diabetes um, and somebody with a history of migraines also have an increased risk of developing glaucoma. Interesting. Yeah. And then there's a di- there's another type of glaucoma, because I just went over the main two ones, called normal tension glaucoma, which means your pressure is always normal. Those are usually linked with people with a history of migraines. Okay. Um, and then there's other tests that we do in clinic that kind of give us risk factors, which you would never know you had it, like your the cornea, which is the front part of your eye. If it's thinner, you have a higher risk of glaucoma, having glaucoma, but you would never know that you had that unless you went to an eye doctor and someone told you that. Okay. Um, but those are kind of things that give you risk factors. So in terms of screening... The AAO, so the American Academy of Ophthalmology, just in general recommends anybody at the age of 40 go in and get a full dilated fundus exam just to check the health of your eye. So that would be your first screening for glaucoma is at the age of 40. 
If you're um, African-American and you have a known family history of glaucoma, especially if it's a strong family history of glaucoma, you should start getting screened at 35 for glaucoma. And then the recommendation is, you know, get checked every one to two years based on your risk factors that's found during your exam. Otherwise, everybody else in the, the, the population, at least at 65, should be checked for glaucoma. Okay. And um, where where should we be going to get checked? So you would go to an eye doctor. Okay. Um, the things that you, they check for, so they do an eye exam. And during the eye exam, they're going to measure your eye pressure. Um, so any uh, an ophthalmologist or an optometrist is fine to go to. They would inspect the drainage system of your eye, look at it, see if it looks abnormal, see if it's... I mean, we can't really tell the function of it, but just see if it looks like it's narrow or if there's any history of trauma to it. Um, examine your nerve of your eye, make sure it looks healthy. And then there's tests that we do. There is a test that you could do to check your peripheral vision. It's called a Humphrey visual field or just a visual field. And then that way we can see if you've had any peripheral vision loss. Okay. And then they take pictures of your nerve and then do um, computer measurements of the thickness of your nerve of your eye. Okay. And then they take the measure of the front the uh, thickness of your cornea, so the front surface of your eye, which is, like I said earlier, an additional risk factor for developing glaucoma. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. So. so if you have a history of migraines, but you're only 35 or 32, should you go have it checked or is 40 still a good mark? I think 40 is still a good mark for that. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Unless you have a lot of issues where you get halos around lights, um, I would get checked then or a little earlier, like okay. probably 35. Yeah. And then once um, when someone goes and gets checked and it turns out they have glaucoma, then is there a treatment plan or what's... Yes, there's treatment. So um, there's four different classes of medications, drops that we start people on. Um, most people are controlled well with medication, but there is drops. We start people on drops, but depending, and then there's a goal pressure we try to get people on based on their nerve and what their nerve looks like and how much damage they had that we think will help prevent more damage from happening. So once you're diagnosed with glaucoma, whatever damage you have had done already from the glaucoma, we can't reverse it. All we can do is prevent more damage from happening. So a lot of patients will come in already very end-stage glaucoma and they've come in because they started losing their central vision. We can't reverse what's already been done. What we can do is prevent more damage from happening. So we start with drops, um, and uh, there's four different classes. Between the four classes, we try start you on them and just see which ones you respond best to. Sometimes people have to go on all four drops, mm-hmm. depending on how severe their glaucoma is. And then there is also a laser treatment that we can do in clinic. You can do that instead of the drops first or in addition to the drops. And then the final stage would be surgery. And that's if you're not res- if you're still progressing, your glaucoma is still getting worse, and you're not responding to surgery or, or the laser treatment. I mean, I'm sorry, drops or the laser treatment. Yeah. And what does the surgery look like? So there's different options for surgery. And right now in glaucoma, there's actually a lot of new surgeries that have just started coming out. Um, so the standard surgery is called a trabeculotomy. That's like the oldest surgery for glaucoma. And that is you make an external drainage system in your eye for the fluid to come out of it. Um, that's like the old standard glaucoma surgery. Another surgery is called, it's an, um, a glaucoma tube shunt surgery where you put, um, you literally put a tube in the patient's eye with a plate that the fluid drains out of. So it's again, it, creating an external drainage system, mm-hmm. but with an, an actual, like an actual plate in a tube reservoir. And there's 
three main types of tubes that can be used. And depending on the glaucoma surgeon you go to, they kind of decide which one's best for you. Um, and then the newer surgeries that have come out, they are called minimally invasive glaucoma surgeries. So mm -hmm. they're abbreviated as MIGS. Um, they're considered minimally invasive because they don't have the typical recovery time of the other glaucoma surgery. So the tubes and the trabeculotomy tend to have very long recovery. Like it takes about a month for your vision to get back to normal. There's a lot of doctor follow-up. So the other ones tend to have faster recovery. Um, the three main ones that are FDA approved, one is called an eye stent. That's more indicated for mild glaucoma. And then there's a pass. That's a more recent one that's come out. That one is indicated for mild and moderate glaucoma. And then the most recent one is a Zen gel stent. And that one you, is indicated for severe glaucoma. Okay. And so they just tend to have faster recovery with those type of surgeries and um, are able to um, like, heal better. But they're, they're good surgeries, but sometimes patients don't do well with those two and still have to go to the traditional glaucoma surgeries. Okay. But it, we have newer options out there now. Interesting. Yeah. But with all of these cases, we're still just talking about stopping the progression of glaucoma. Oh. There's no reversal of the blindness that's already occurred. Yes, correct. So the important thing is it's getting screened and trying to catch it before you have damage. So if anybody is, and I always tell patients this that come into my office that are new, because I all constantly see people who are newly diagnosed with glaucoma that are very advanced glaucoma. And I warn them to have their kids looked at because if they, and you know, it's not, they're not old, they're in their fifties and they have really bad glaucoma. And so if they have kids that are in their thirties, their kids need to be looked at. And so I'll tell them, you know, have your children looked at for glaucoma because you have it at such bad glaucoma at a young age. It means this, that means it onset it in their thirties. Right. So the best way is looking at your family history, if possible, seeing who had glaucoma in there. And I think a big part of it is a lot of people don't know why a certain family member went blind. They're not sure if it was diabetes, if it was glaucoma, if it was cataracts. They get it all, they kind of get it confused, the diseases. Sure. But just figuring out what, but screening is the best thing to do to prevent glaucoma from getting bad. Okay. And when a person gets glaucoma, does some, anything like visually apparent happen with the eyes? No, that's a problem with it. It's a silent disease. So unless you have an acute angle closure glaucoma attack, most people don't know. You don't notice that you're getting it until it's, like I said, very late in the disease and you've already lost all your peripheral vision. Okay. Yeah. So it is kind of a, it's a scary because nobody knows you, you have glaucoma. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, honestly, if I was African-American, I would get start getting screened at 40 for glaucoma because it's such a high rate in African-Americans to getting glaucoma. Interesting. Yeah. And I know, you and know, also Hispanics have a higher rate, but not as high as African-Americans. Okay. Yeah. Um, how much do we know, like, do scientists know about, like, the understanding of the drainage situation? Like, why is that stopped draining? So there's a lot of research they've, they're doing on that. And, um... So glaucoma actually has a lot of research going into it. It's just a poorly understood disease still mm -hmm. um, because they know there's some internal resistance. So your drainage system of your eye is made up of different parts. This one part called the trabecular meshwork, that's where the, the resistance has been found to be at. And a lot of times they're, they're trying to figure out why that resistance. And they've done a lot of animal studies, but they're not sure why some people get it and others don't. 
so interesting. Yeah, and then a lot of these new surgeries that have come out that I was talking about, what they're doing is trying to bypass that resistance. And that's what the eye stent and the side pass are in particular doing is they're trying to bypass that resistance area and go through a different round. Yeah, it's kind of like, or maybe not, but when you get, um, like when kids, sometimes they get a lot of ear aches, like they'll get a surgery where they get a tube Moving put in their, their ear yeah. to drain fluid or whatnot. Um, so once someone gets um, glaucoma and it's they're pretty well blind, like what, what recommendations do you make for them how to how to cope with it. Yeah, how to adjust. And, you know, we see that a lot. They come in and sometimes they're completely blind in one eye. And they're essentially, so legal, legally blind, to be considered legally blind, you have to have um, 20, 80 or worse vision and both eyes best corrected. So even corrected with glasses, you can't see 20, 80 or better. Um, and so a lot of, but with another exception to that is with glaucoma, if you've lost com- all of your peripheral vision and all you have left is central vision, you're actually considered legally blind at that point. So a lot of times people will come in where they've completely lost all vision in one eye and then the other eye, all they have left, they have 20-20 vision, but it's just central vision. They have no peripheral vision yet. So those people are considered legally blind and you're not really supposed to drive anymore at that time. Okay. Um, but Louisiana actually doesn't test your peripheral vision when they check for license. So a lot of times these people are still driving because they have good central 20-20 vision mm-hmm. in one eye. Um, so what I tell them first, I like give them resources. So Lighthouse for the Blind, which is located uptown in New Orleans on Chapatula Street, is actually a really good resource for these people. Because what it, they do is they go out to your house and they help you kind of cope with your new like being like cope with living now with your new diagnosis and mm-hmm. how to get around and how to function better. And then they give assistance and then um, just then talking to family members and helping them understand what's going on. Great. Um, so I think if we just maybe revisit real quick, like the main things people should think about, like when they get screened or when they should go get screened, like who's at the greatest risk? So to review again, um, African-Americans are at the greatest risk for primary open angle glaucoma, which is the most common type of glaucoma in the United States. And also to mention, it's the second leading cause of irreversible blindness in the United States. So it's a big cause of blindness in the U.S. Um, So I would recommend if you're African-American and you have a known family history of glaucoma, I would start getting checked at 35 for it. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go every year after 35, but just get a baseline exam at 35. Otherwise, if you're African-American, no family history, I would start getting checked in your 40s for it. Just go and get an annual exam. They might find nothing wrong and then tell you you don't have to come back until you're 50. But it's good just to get that checked because it's such a high rate in African-Americans. Okay. And then as far as um, Caucasians, I would say 65 is fine to wait to get screened for glaucoma if there is no family history. If there is a family history of glaucoma, you should go in earlier in your 50s to get checked for glaucoma. And if you're a person who wears eyeglasses or contact lenses and you're going every year, you're getting checked anyway, right? You should be. A lot of times they're not, though, because you have to make sure you're getting a dilated exam. A lot of times they're not looking at your nerve. Um, A lot of patients I've had come in have worn glasses every year, but nobody looked at their nerve of their eye. Okay. So um, if you are going in and getting yearly checked for glasses, ask them to dilate your eyes to see what your nerves look like to make sure that if you're if you're concerned that you might get glaucoma. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I'm always trying to avoid that. Yeah, everyone's always trying it's to so avoid unpleasant. that. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. But that's why they're dilating you is to do a good look at the back and see what everything looks like back there. Okay. I'm going to get it done this year. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to do it every year. If you're found to be normal and your nerves look healthy, you don't have to go every year to get a dilated exam. Okay. Good to know. Um, Well, thank you for coming. I think we have a little bit better understanding of glaucoma. And uh, is there anything else that you want to add? I think that's it. Um, Thank you guys for having me. And then um, I'm always happy to come back and answer more questions. (laughs) Thank you so much. No problem.